Amen. Could we have Mrs. Karen Jump come up, please? Amen. Yeah, change in venue, I'm speaking. No. Wouldn't that be terrible? No. I could give you, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, after, t- after all this, um, I'm speechless and I'm very thankful for and the prophets in the house for the obedience of the word um, I received. And I know it's not all about me, but that really hit home in every area. So thank you, family. Um, and I want to introduce the speaker today. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> 23, no. Long, no, no. You have, and you know exactly who he is. He's the father to the fatherless. He's the heart for people that need his heart. This is really hard. Um, He's the most lovable person I've ever known in my life. We have walked through a lot. And uh, and there he is. We're still happy. So when you find a partner for life, folks, invest wisely. So without further ado, I don't know where that came from. But without further ado, I'm going to have John come up to the platform. Let's have a hand for Jonathan Jump. get to do a sound check, so hello. <laughs> How do I sound? Do I sound like John? Hey, he showed up. Imagine that. We good, Mike? Sounds good up here. Whew. Wow, I'm wrecked, so can we just say amen and go home? <laughs> wow. I mean, we're like, we're getting into the worship. I'm getting wrecked. I'm sitting here crying. I'm like, I've got to, I got to get it together somehow. I've got to be able to talk. Woo! And hey, don't worry. I want you all to relax. You're free, but I'll have you out of here by three o'clock. I promise. <laughs> I only got a little bit to say. Man, there's been like, <sighs> there is so much happening. In the trajectory of the kingdom, it's incredible. It's almost, it's like scary good. It's just been like this, all this stuff that I've been seeing since before the men's retreat, like months before, and the synergy of all of that and everything that's happening, not just in the house, but in the community. Um... And I'm trying to manifold all that into a nice little package for you, and it's like blowing my mind. I, don't, I honestly don't think I can get it all done today, but 
I'm going to give you what I got. So hopefully you guys are ready to receive because I got something to give to you that's going to change your life. It's going to change the future of this area, the community, the East Coast. It's going to change the kingdom forever because we're kingdom shapers. We have that opportunity to be kingdom shapers. That's exactly what we are. He came and he gave us the keys to the kingdom. Kevin Kelly is in the house. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Gotta have a hug, bro. Love you too. It's okay. You're free. You can get up and love on him. It's cool. I just started reading his book. I finally picked it up last night. I've been so busy and so... Oops, sorry, don't touch that. Can't touch this. <laughs> I've been so busy with all this other stuff in my life, and it's been, I mean, for Karen and I, it's been a wild ride here the last few months, and I'm not going to plow into that, but just keep us in your prayers because we got a lot going on. But I plowed into your book last night, and I, I, no coincidence why God made me pick that up last night because I was reading about your dad. And this is really where I want to go today. Kevin's dad started out his ministry in service and teaching the youth once a month. That's how he started getting into the pastoral role and all of that. Robert asked if I would head up the men's group. Um, I don't even know how long has it been, anybody? Year, year and a half, something like that. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the lead on that, but I don't want to take the lead on that with everybody behind me. I want to take the lead on that with the guys locking arms and just moving forward. And then I want to be able to carry my heart into this. This is, this is just me. This is who I am. I want to carry my heart into this. And these guys, I want them to become fathers because we are fathers, right? We're fathering the kingdom. We need the energy of the youth. That's another reason. Everything that's happened this morning has spoken into what I wanted to talk about today. So I've been trying to head up the men's group, but my heart also latched on to the youth group. And I just felt God kept saying, you, you've got to get involved, you've got to get involved. And I'm like, man, I'm so busy. I don't need another thing to do. I just don't. Because I'm still working full-time. Most of those days are 12, 13, 14 hours. And, um, but I couldn't put it down. So I started coming, and immediately my heart was attached to the youth group. And I just see so much that's happening in the kingdom. For a season when we came, there was a few kids, and then for a season there wasn't hardly any kids, and now all of a sudden we're just flooded with kids, okay? And I say kids, young people. Okay, because I'm almost 60. So disclaimer, when I say kids, youth, young people, I wish there was a better analogy for that, but I just don't have one because you guys are a lot younger than we are, but we're excited that you're here. We're excited about what's happening. Thank you, Amanda, for taking the lead on the youth group. Joey, for taking up the young adults group. That is an incredible thing to get involved in. It's going to be huge. Okay, it's going to be great. But what I really want to talk about with you guys is I not only want you to hear my heart, I want you to take your place. 
Because this whole theme of spiritual maturity, the journey to spiritual maturity was, the, was our men's group. That was our men's retreat title. And then Renee comes and knocks it out of the park with a message about maturity. The pre-runner to that was Pastor Bill Sammons, John Hobbs, Sr., Rick Betts, John Betts, I believe, was involved in that. They did a, a camp meeting, which was a pre-runner to ours two weeks ahead, and their title was Legacy. What can I say? I mean, when you start looking at how all those flow together, the reason I'm here, and I said this at the men's retreat, and I said it with Bill Salmon's present, which was an, an honor to me to be able to say to Bill, thank you. Thank you that you invested in the kingdom. Thank you that you took the call that God gave you and you ran with it and you didn't give up. Thank you for your evangelistic heart. Thank you for your messages. Thank you for all the labor of your heart because that is why I was standing here able to say that God's changed my heart and I'm part of the kingdom now because I wasn't part of the kingdom. I was running afar off. <laughs> But I listened to Bill on the radio. I fell in love with Bill. And that was the reason I listened for like three months, right? And then we finally said, okay, we're going here because I can, I can relate to this guy. He's, he's a country guy. He's a farmer. I can relate to him. And he's just putting down truth. And I was able to feed on that. And it brought me back in. And the reason that I am where I am today is because of what Bill Sammons invested and many others along the way since then. Even backing all the way up to my youth, uh, the little church that I went to as a kid because those seeds were planted, the Sunday school seeds were planted. All those, what you guys were saying, some of the songs sound like kid songs, right? Jesus loves me, this I know, right? This little light of mine. All those things that draw our heart to hear his heart because his heart for us is love. His heart for us is always good. His desire for us is always to prosper and engage. So I really want to talk to you this morning about engaging. These young folks are incredible. They are just so full of life and vibrant and joy and happiness and fun and love and hungry to be loved. Some of them have been through a lot. I can relate to that because we've been through a lot. We've experienced it in our own family. So I know, what that, I know what those hurts feel like. Some of them have experienced stuff beyond what I've experienced, which is really painful. But what I committed to them is that myself, and I stepped out on a limb and I said, the men of this house will not do that to you. We will not treat you that way. We will be here. We are here to stay. We will not desert you. We will not leave you. And we will love you. Right? So how can we do that? Let's put, let's put some ideas on the table. How can we get a hold of these young folks? Okay? How can we invest in them? 
Because love isn't love until you give it away. Wisdom is great, but if it never leaves here, what does it prosper you? If we invest in them, spend time, children spell love how? T-I-M-E, right? If we invest in them, if we give of ourselves, you will never be more fulfilled in your life's call than seeing the fruit come to bear in the next generation and the next generation and the next generation because you were willing to invest. You were willing to take the time. And that's what I told Bill Sammons at that retreat. I said, thank you for taking the time to invest in me. Because he did. He not only invested in the, the church as a whole, but he invested in us personally. He took the time to be available. We walked through some stuff with Sarah when she was young. Bill was there. He was at the hospital at all hours of the night. He was there. He invested in us. That's something you don't get a lot in some circles. You just, you know, the pastor's kind of like up here. <laughs> and we're down here. But he wasn't like that. He was very touchable. We have that same privilege in Robert, that he's very accessible, and he's very trusting and loving and caring and giving. And he's a busy man, too. He doesn't need one more thing to do if it's not following the heart of God, if it's not following love, if it's not building the community and building the kingdom. He's not interested. He's not interested. I can, I can speak for him in that. I know because he and I have had good conversation about our heartbeats are very similar in what we see. So, hold that thought. <clears throat> Phew. You get so much going on inside your head, in your heart, it's like, how do I get all this in order? <laughs> mm. We've had some conversation about the youth. Uh, Bob and I were talking and what he had picked up from one of the, the movies or videos that they watched with Heidi Baker was putting the youth in front. Well, it's amazing to me that youth are already in front. They're coming up front on their own volition. All them. They not... And why? Why is that happening? First of all, they're engaged. They're feeling that they're loved. They feel the trust factor that they have here, right? And they know that this is a safe place. Why? Because we've told them over and over and over. Amanda's doing a really good job of drilling that in. And the more we invest in them and the more we trust them, and take their thoughts and ideas and let them run with those, the better it's going to get. And the more empowered they're going to become. And then we can provide platforms for them to be right here doing this. Why? Because they're our hope. Jesus Christ came and he did what he did, all that he did, so that we could do those things and even greater things. How can he do that? How many of, how many of them was, was he? How many of us are us? Everybody. So we have influence in every sphere, wherever we walk, wherever we talk, wherever we go. We have an opportunity to look in the eyes of people and realize that you'll never meet another human being 
that God doesn't love. It changes our perspective. It changed mine. I think, Valerie, you put that on, didn't you? Didn't you put that on Facebook? Yeah. And it rocked my world because I just, I just meditated on that for like days. It was like, you know it, but you don't know it until something clicks. And then you go, wow, that's so rich. So we look at individuals now in passing, and you know, everything that you do in your daily walk is going to have an influence and or an impact on somebody. And I said this to somebody the other day, I said, you know, everything in your countenance, everything in who you are, can say to that person, without ever speaking a word, that I love you, I'm interested in you, I want to know you, and I want to engage you. And I want to engage you at a level where my heart hears your heart. Or we can be And everything in that says, I'm not interested in you, I'm too busy, I don't have time, and I don't want to talk to you, so leave me alone. <laughs> right? So if we look at how we impact, realistically, how we impact in our daily encounters, and really keep that in the forefront of our mind, how much more could we influence our community? How much more could we influence people that we meet? How much more can we share the heart and love of the Father if we do that? Selah. Just think about that for a minute. So I need to redirect my thoughts. I've got notes, like pages of notes. I haven't even touched on them yet. Don't know that I'm even going to get there. <laughs> um, one of the things we've been, we talked about at the men's retreat was uh, Chris actually did an excellent job of presenting, uh, asking better questions. And I think it's been touched on just a little bit since. But, you know, a lot of folks, and I'm not saying that this is you guys at all, okay? But a lot of folks look at the youth and they're like, I don't get them. I don't understand them. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know why they act that way. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. Well, the challenge in that would be basically all of those statements are negatives, so instead of putting them in a place of, I don't understand them, it's, let's ask the question, how do we get to know them? How do we engage them? How do we find out what they're carrying in their heart? How do we know what their giftings are? How do we redirect a generation that has become known as a lot of things? I mean, the fatherless generation, the, just pick one, right? There's a whole multitude of, of reasons why things are the way they are. But Eric Reeder said something when he was here a long, long time ago that really stuck with me too. He says, stop fighting against the system. 
the system's not really what you want to change. Just build a better system. So let them have their system. Build a better one. That entrepreneurial spirit reigns here. Okay? That's who we are. We're creative. We're gifted. We're dreamers, right? We're not afraid of our imaginations. Why? Because it's a gift from God. Creativity happens in that imagination. That's what it's for. It is for his glory that we were given the abilities that we have. And each and every one of us carries specific giftings that nobody else has. We carry specific DNA that nobody else has. We are capable of doing certain things that nobody else can do, at least not in the way we do it. I'm not saying they can't. It's like music. The music, the array of music that's available in this universe is endless. It's only limited by your ability to hear and dream it and produce it. And, I mean, you look at that, you can be a concert cello player or a violinist, like we get the opportunity of having Kajun and, and Saromi down here sometimes. Whew. Wow, I mean, that stuff just ministers to my heart, right? But then you've got the, the Ben Westbrooks of the world. If you haven't seen what that guy's doing, even if you don't like the style of music he's doing, he is an incredible musician. But... You know, we did a thing here on frequencies and all of that. So frequencies have effect. So in the music, there's emotion and there's effect. I am not a learned musician. I do play on the worship team. Chris is very patient with me. Thank you, Chris, for being patient with me. <laughs> what are you playing? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, no, sounds good. <laughs> but, but I play by emotion. I play by what I feel. I, I try... The same way that I was instructing the younger guys to, to run the soundboard, shut your eyes and listen. What are you listening for? What do you want to hear more of? What do you want to hear less of? What's your heart telling you? And that's in worship. It's an atmosphere, right? It's a worship atmosphere. So you're looking to pull on those things, and that emotion can do this all through the song. So you're looking for the stronger vocal or a little more keys or a little more drum or a little less guitar, or a little more guitar. We need to be astute to what's happening here. The reason I'm saying all that, I know it sounds, it probably sounds like rabbit trails because it's starting to sound like rabbit trails to me, <laughs> but these are things that stir in my heart. This is what makes me function. This is who I am. So sometimes when you see me standing here or sitting here, you don't know what I'm thinking? That's what I'm thinking. That's what's happening to me. What are you doing, God? What am I missing? What am I hearing? What do I need to tune into? And that's what I was, I was talking to Tim this morning because I missed his first message, and I'm like, I'm dying to hear it because I don't like missing a message because there's been this incredible flow that's happening, and if you guys aren't picking it up and catching it, go back and listen to them. Because there's a theme developing here. We talked about, you know, things changing in the kingdom and how the church age may be on the decline and God's doing a new thing. Well, yeah, I think he is doing a new thing. 
because the kingdom's ever moving. It's never, if it's stationary, it's stagnant. And if you're in a stagnant place, ain't no life there. <laughs> Just going to get deader and deader. There's some good English for you. <laughs> if it ain't dead, we'll, we'll beat it some more. It'll be dead when we're done with it. This is life. What's happening here? This is life. This is where the life blood is. This is what Jesus came to do. He said, don't, don't stop the little ones from coming. Let them come. We need to love these kids, father these kids, <coughs> encourage these kids, give them a platform. I don't care how you get plugged in, get plugged in. You will never be more richly rewarded than what you do that's going to have an effect on generation after generation after generation to the point where you can't even wrap your mind around what's happening. You can't see it. You can dream it. You can imagine it. But you can't physically see unless God gives you a vision to look into that of what's going to become of what you invest here. It's time. It's money. It's coming out and hanging out. It's taking the opportunity to just sit down and talk to people. Talk to these guys. See what's going on in their world. Ask them where, what their hurts are. Love them there. Encourage them there. If you know Sozo and Sozo tools, use them. Use them. Because some of the junk that they have picked up and that they believe, they need to get rid of. Because that is not who they are. They are a precious gem. They are the jewel in the crown. Right? They are our hope for all this labor that has been done here even long before I was here. We've been here a little over five years, and I'm excited to be here. Hmm? Over five. Yeah. Excited to be here. But I'm excited about investment because I'm getting to the point in my life where I see no matter how much I have heart desire to do something, I don't have the time and the energy always to do something. So I need their energy. I need their abilities. But I do have some things to offer. I have hugs that never end. I have love that's endless. Okay? And I have encouragement. And I have a safe place for them to go, what if we do this? I don't know. Let's try it. Oh, wow, that was a flop. Okay, no, that's a learning curve. You know, not to do that again. Let's, do, let's try something else. Because <laughs> this is what we do, right? This is what we do at the house. This is what love looks like. Love isn't love until you give it away. I said that to Amanda the other night. We can carry all that wisdom. We can carry all that hope. We can carry all that glory. We can carry all that love. But if we don't put feet to it... What happens? Exactly. Nothing. And we become stagnant, right? So the kids, this was so cool. I mean, Amanda's made light of this, but it's, it's worth, it bears repeating. She's like, what do you guys want to know? What do you want to learn? What do you want to do? And they, they come up with, we want to learn about the gifts. And Amanda's thinking, yeah, we, we're going to learn how to cook or do something else. And nothing deep like that. Nothing life-changing like that. 
nothing empowering like that. So what do we do? She, she starts asking around, hey, you want to teach a class? You want to teach a class? So she asked me, you want to teach a class? And I'm going, whoo, holy cow. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what was God looking for? He was looking for my yes. It wasn't about my ability. It wasn't about, it's about what's in my heart, what he has put in my heart, and my ability to just stand up and say yes, and then he'll give me a voice and a platform and the words I need to communicate that. I don't know if it looked right or wrong. I never got any feedback from the kids or anybody else about it. But when I walked out of here, I felt like that they got something out of it. And I think it was a, uh, I use David Hogan as an example, who's like, he's probably way out there in left field for a lot of folks. But yeah, but the guy is incredible. He's got an incredible testimony. And he's all about, he's not a churchy guy. In fact, he don't like religion at all. You know, and we, we kind of like to keep religion outside there too. <laughs> we don't need it in here, right? Because it's about relationship and a personal relationship and an intimate relationship. And if we allow that to happen in our lives, the empowerment that comes from that takes, takes over any ritual or religious stuff or anything else. It trumps it because the love of Jesus Christ trumps all. He is Christus victor. Not waiting to happen, it already has happened. We can either plug into that, tap into that, or not. That's our choice. He gives us that opportunity. But the truth is, we have it to give away. Question is, will you step in? Spiritual maturity to me, I've listened to your message four times now, Renee. Thank you. It really... If we weren't where we were in, in maturity level, her message would be offensive. Right. Come on. It would. Yeah. It'd be like, what? Oh, psh, psh, psh. <laughs> come back here. I'll slap you again. <laughs> it's true. It's absolutely true. We have let society mandate and decline to this place like... You, 28 years old and you're sitting home playing video games and eating potato chips, you don't even have a job. Hello? You know, I was married. I, got, I, turned, <laughs> I turned 21 in August and got married in September. Now I can tell you that that marriage failed, but it wasn't because I got married too young. It's because I made mistakes. I have to take accountability for what I did. Okay. So some of you can relate to that, some of you can't, and that's okay. That's just my story. The truth is I don't have to be ashamed of that because God has forgiven me for that. And my heart is not angry or bitter, okay? There's forgiveness and grace for that. What I do need to do is learn from that because if I don't, that perpetuates insanity because I'm going to keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And it's not going to happen. So what I don't want to do, for me personally, for my wife, she's also got the same vision. And to the kids, they're not even in here, but I want to apologize to them because her heart is to be here too. But some weeks we just can't both be here on Monday nights. 
So one of us has been here, and uh, it's coming. We're going to be more involved. But uh, so the call is to get involved, to get engaged. I'm even going to go this far. Take responsibility. Take responsibility so that we don't perpetuate another generation that doesn't have direction, that doesn't have leaders, right? Because these guys aren't just our future leaders. They're world changers. They're on fire. The ability and the, the blessing and what I see in these kids is just phenomenal. Some of them are like only 13 years old, and I see them like, man, I'd be hard-pressed to be there now. You know what I mean? If I wasn't walking in this level of freedom, if I was still in the old system, I couldn't do it. So really what I want you to hear is my heart, because that's really the only thing that matters. I'm not the preacher, okay? I do have a pastor's heart. I know that, which is partly why I've taken up this as well, the children along with the men. You know, am I the perfect example to lead the men's group? Absolutely not. I got plenty of flaws. (laughs) But thank you. (laughs) Can you hear me now? (laughs) Whoa. Um, Wow. (laughs) I do have a heart. Okay? Believe it or not, I really do. And I love much. And I love these guys. They're, they're my compadres. You know, my dad's died. My brother died. And I've told Chuck and I've told Todd and, and I've told Pastor Bob and Chris and Steve, you guys are like my homies, right? Clarence, Chuck. You're, yeah, you, well, you all are. But there's a certain number of you guys that I see like every time we have a men's thing. They all come. And the others are coming, and the younger ones are coming, and the Christians coming some, and Mike Bennett comes when he can. And I want to love these guys. I want to pour into these guys. I want to give them everything I have so that I don't leave anything on the table, and I don't have to look back and go, you should have done, you should have said. No. No, no, no. Give it all. If you're going to do it, what's the Bible say? If you're going to do it, Do it with all your might, right? 100%, 110%. Give it all because you'll never know what would have happened if you don't. If you do, you can say, I did it all. I gave everything I had. I don't know one thing I could have done any better. And now it's up to you, God. I gave it all. So meet me here. Take what I left and use it to your glory, okay? Because it doesn't always, sometimes, one of the things that happened at the men's retreat was it was really, really, really rich. There was some good stuff happening. Heart connection, intimacy with God and intimacy with each other and new windows of opportunity, new heart connections. And it just keeps getting better and better and better. 
And I told pastor after we talked the next day, and I was like, dude, how do you do this? What do you mean? I said, well, all that happened, and you're all pumped up, and now you got to just wait and see what happens. And it could be a day, a week, a month, a year, two, five, and it's like, Jacqueline, I know you know, right? Because you're, inv- you're investing, you're giving, you're pouring out. And then you just got to wait. That waiting, man, that's, <laughs> that's hard. But you know God's good. You know what you give of yourself. He's going to honor that and meet you there. And he's going to take that one loaf or three loaves and going to make it 50 or 100. I thought about that this morning. I was thinking about the parables, the one talent, the five and the ten, 30, 60, 100 fold. Well, they're talking about money, right? They're talking about money? Not really. Right? What, what, is, what, is the, what is the greatest thing in the kingdom that God did? Love. But it's us. He created us. Let us make man in our own image. Right? And then put them in here and let them have dominion and we'll have fellowship with them. Right? So what is, so what is, I'm I'm struggling for the word I want, but so what is the crowning jewel of the kingdom? What's, what's the hope of the future? He gave us the keys, did all that so we could take it and run with it. So if we invest in the most important thing in the kingdom, people, we can get 30, 60, 100. It's exponential. Your legacy continues. Thank you. What else you want to say, God? I heard that. Can I encourage everybody on something? You may. Absolutely. Yep. Yep, right there. Hither. Okay. Um, I just want to emphasize and, like, thank you, John, for for really emphasizing with the teens. Um, I just want to give quickly some practical ways if, if you want to um, pour into the teens. I just want to like say a couple of things. Like one, if there's something stirring in your heart and you've kind of been sitting with the Lord on it, feel free to come and talk to me about it because it's probably something I've been asking God about. There's literally so many different things going on in my head of I'm trying to like plan out what the next year, our curriculum, quote unquote, um, is going to look like, and but it takes the church to be able to do it. It doesn't take me. I've already given my yes, but I want your guys' yeses with me because there's so, like, we're rich. Every single one of you are rich with something. And there's so many of you that I have you in my mind, but I'm not talking to you yet about it, that, one, 
I, I welcome you to contact me, text me, call me, come up to me on a Sunday, just show up at youth group on Monday night, feel out the room and come talk to me because I can probably guarantee that that thing you're thinking about is probably something I've written down in one of my journals because I keep losing them and keep writing new things, but in new ones. But really, come and do that because I want you to be able to pour into the teens. Prime example, this past Monday, I had Renee come in and Renee was talking about the gift of prophecy. And after she was done talking and everything, she literally had like 10 of the teens come and hug her. And I was like, what did I say? I said, well, you can probably guarantee that there's going to be 10 more teenagers to come and hug you on a Sunday morning. Like you, have, you now have like 10, 15 more hugs. She's like, all right, bring them on. The, the kids love it. They're loving the fact that there's, there's people from the church coming in on a Monday and speaking because they're co being connected. And like what John was saying is when you just pour, give your heart to the kids, they latch onto it because they want you. They want to hear from you. They want to hear about the things of God. They want to hear the things that God's shown you because they're already wondering. They're so hungry. Like he'd mentioned, the first night of youth group back in February, I asked them, what do you want to do? What do you guys want to talk about? Because I'm not going to gather every single week and talk about stuff you guys don't care about. And the first thing they said, what's tongues? And then that went to each of the spiritual gifts. And then it went to love. It went into all these different things. And here we are going through, cycling through all the spiritual gifts. We're going to go into prayer. We're going to go into worship. We're going to go into all these different things. And there's things that are on their hearts that they're curious about that you guys are so gifted in. So I just want to open that up. Come talk to me. Don't be afraid to go up to them after service today and just hug them. Be like, hey, you're awesome. Just so you know. Like you have, you're more than welcome to just go up and be like, hey, I see you. Or just walk by, give them a high five. You have the complete freedom because they'll receive it. They love this house and they're hungry. They're hungry for what this house has and they don't even understand there's so much more than they're experiencing now and they're already experiencing more than their friends at school experience at their churches and they've told me, they've told me. So they're trying to get friends to get here. It's just sometimes a ride as a situation. So pray into that. We get rides for their friends. But um, yeah, there's freedom for you guys to step in. Whatever's stirring in your heart, ask Papa, come talk to me because I guarantee it's probably in a journal. And if it's not, it's going to be. Um. Of course, the scripture's been on my heart for a long time, but um, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man, blessed is the church whose quiver is full, okay? So... When you put some of these into your quiver, these children, how blessed are you? So we're talking about the youth. 
Amanda came to us as a youth. She sat on the front row. She sat all over. And we loved on her. And we loved on her when times were tough. We loved on her when times were good. And then, and she didn't know what to do. And we just grabbed hold of her and loved her and gave her some guidance of what the Holy Spirit taught her how to hear the Holy Spirit, taught her how to hear God and to walk with him. And then she decided to go to school. We put our pocketbooks into her so that she could make it. And there were times when we had to dig deep because of different circumstances, but we were willing to do that. She is an example. When you speak into one of our youth, this might be what you get. Okay? This is what we're talking. She is the epitome of what we're talking about. So we have the miracle in front of us that she's, that she's trying to get us to grab hold of. This is what it is. We don't always get that. We don't always get to see the miracle. We never get the end of the story sometimes. But this, we get everything. So I just want you to hang on to that and understand what you're doing when you, whatever you do with the kids. Yeah, and the, if you could take it back a little bit further, I was the I was the kid, and Linda and Bob believed in me and and taught me how to pray and and let me call myself a Christian when I wasn't acting like a Christian, you know, and seeded into that. And so it's just, it, it that is the answer. Yeah. That is the answer. And, it, and it's, it's just really is, it is good. It's a good investment. It's a good investment. Yes. It's, and and speaking on what Pastor Bob and Lori are saying, even today with Alicia on the floor, laughing hysterically the entire worship service, I look at her, one, she does look just like me. It's kind of scary. But and in so many ways, I look at her and I just see myself when I was... Well, I came when I was 15, but she's only, I think, 13. So she's ahead of the game from when I was 15 and came in, and it took two years to figure things out. And she just jumps in. So this is happening, and it's constant, and it's consistent. So just speak in. Pour in. John, jump in. (laughs) No pun intended here. Okay, so all of you know that Sunday morning is a crossing of a threshold. There's a door that's wide open. There's reasons it's wide open. It's wide open because your hearts are wide open. 
It's also wide open because there's a bunch of people that come in early every Sunday and sit there in intercessory prayer for this service. Now, we need the same thing. And you tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think I am. We need the same thing happening for Monday nights. Yes. Yeah. Because there's a threshold that's ready to be crossed. There's a door that, that needs to be kicked open because somebody's loving to bar it because somebody wants this generation with a vengeance and they can't have them. You can't have them, okay, because we're changing that. When kids come here and they're up in arms and they're put down on the floor, they walk over and get a banner to wave because they know, just because it's in the atmosphere, they know that they have ministry to do and they're just toddlers, If, if the Lord's drawing you to it, even if you can't come here on Monday night and pour in in that way, be in prayer before and during youth group. And I'll let you say how that can happen. Youth, youth group is 630 to 830, sometimes to 845, sometimes to 9. Sometimes we just can't get them out of the building. <laughs> I try. Um, but yeah, practical ways, which is really cool. Thank you for saying that because since coming back to Rhode Island, from Rhode Island, a lot's been stirring. And that was one thing that I actually wrote down. We need to be praying for Monday nights. We need to be praying for Monday nights. What does prayer for Monday nights look like? So cool confirmation. Um, so if, if that is something stirring on your heart, um, and you don't just want to sit home and pray or wherever you are, connect with me and we'll develop a plan for that and what that's going to look like. Um, cause from here on out, I have no idea what things are going to look like. I just know it's going to be really good. Um, so it's just a lot of confirmations and all that to say, I know with all this happening right now, I just want to say, I just want to honor Nate, even though he's back there right now with the kids, cause he was my youth pastor and a lot of what we do with youth group right now is based off of something he set because he was my pastor. He was the one who always poured into me. And so I just want to out for everybody here. I just want to honor Nate and thank him because he's still in the youth group and he's assisting me and he's helping me. He's giving me ideas. And I'm very thankful for that, that we wouldn't be here without Nate and his heart and his love for these teens. Nate's amazing, and I love him. That's all I have. Okay. You sure? <laughs> if you keep talking you about keep the teens, the I'm going to say more. <laughs> Actually, that's exactly what I'm hoping for. I hope this starts a conversation. I hope this sparks something in you. I hope that this drives you to do something rather than nothing. And I don't say that in an insulting way. I say that in a loving way. Because these guys, and this is just the beginning. I had a vision at one of the meetings, and I told her, I said, why are we doing, why are you worried about going to Ocean City or to one of these other things? You're going to be emceeing. 
I had no idea about Rhode Island, but she went to Rhode Island MC. Now, next year, it's coming here. It's coming. We're, it's, not, it's not an if or a maybe. It's coming. Okay? It's coming. Why? Who better? Who better than Amanda Cates? Who better? She loves the Lord with all her heart. She gives everything she has. She leaves nothing on the table. That's evident, right? I had, uh, I'd run across things about uh, in this search for what to say. There's a couple good ones in this. There's 10 ways to empower youth leadership. And some of you may have heard it before, read it before, but there's some things in here that are good. Give the youth tools to collaborate and problem solve, brainstorm and reflect. That's good. Rich. Encourage them to use their passions for good. Right? Because passion misdirected can be very destructive because they don't know what to do with it. And nobody will take the time to get to know them to let them know what they should do with it. Okay? <sighs> Guide them to believe that their voice matters. Yes. We're definitely doing that here. Okay? And believe that right. Well, it goes on. Without judging or criticizing their ideas. Guide them to understand that people will not always want to listen just because we want them to, but don't take it personal. That goes to the countenance thing I was talking about before. Help youth develop habits that in the end they can sustain without suggestion, suggestions or prodding. So this is their training ground. This is their proving ground. I was thinking about that proving ground, right? Why do we have proving grounds? I'm going to go there and prove and find out if it works or it doesn't. So this is their proving ground. Give youth a chance to fail, but help them to learn to succeed. This is really rich. And this is something that's rich in this house. One of the reasons that I love Robert Muncy so much is he has a gift. He's a wordsmith, but he's very personable. And he has a gift for st uh, telling stories. There's a richness in telling stories that doesn't happen if you can't tell a story. And he is excellent at telling a story. And the reason that he's so good, I think, is that he's willing to step into the story. And you got to get there and be there if you're going to start to understand what's actually happening in the story. And that's, a, that's an art. There's a quality to that. So number eight is <laughs> employ storytelling of, success, of successful youth leadership. We have one right here. We have another one right there. <laughs> and we have more, Right? Even, Lori, thank you for sharing your heart, too, because if you don't know, I mean, what Lori's doing now with Sozo Ministry, it's going international. Yeah. And her actually penning her own book and version of what God has put into her is going to just, this thing's just going and going and going, and it's just starting to take root and take ground. But it's going to take ground for the kingdom in a very positive way. And we're going to be able to connect to people that a lot of folks thought we couldn't connect to because of the tools 
that she has pressed down on and pressed into and continued to not give up, there's going to be so much reward that comes back from that for richness in the kingdom. And, for, and then to take it to the simple practical, just for families to be able to connect with their kids that they couldn't connect with before. They're like, oh my God, what am I going to do with this child? No, you can connect to that child. So employ storytelling of successful youth leadership to contradict negative messages about young people. Hmm. Man, I don't know what's going on. They're going to hell in a handbasket. These kids, blah, 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 blah. No. No. Kick that mess out the door. They are his crowning jewel. They are the hope of glory. They are our future. There are future presidents, congressmen, senators, leaders, school teachers, principals, okay, bus drivers, construction workers. There are hope for humanity, right? And God risked everything so that we could do that. Invite the youth to launch a project or idea and support their progress. So we got to give them that platform. Okay, we're almost done. And then become involved with the youth, <laughs> with the rising leaders. Look for it. Invest in them. They're our future. Share your heart. Share your heart with the youth. Share your vision. Share your passion. You might find that even though you've maybe crossed the pinnacle of what you thought was the opportunity, and I don't want to say that dreams ever die because they don't, and that opportunity never really goes away. It's just when we give up on it. Okay? If we give up on it, then yes, it's going to die. But if you share that with the youth, you might find that you have a like-minded youth that can catch that vision and now put energy and feet to it. And guess what? It still gets fulfilled because nothing's lost in the kingdom. So in closing, yeah, it is after 12. <laughs> I had a safety director once at a company I drove for. He said, three things you need to be a good truck driver. Anybody know what they are? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you ready? You ready? Catch this now, I'm going to lay it down. It's big. Patience, patience, patience. <laughs> There's more truth in the three duplications of that word than I could ever express to you. Because I got to drive the Northeast, New York City, Long Island, Connecticut. Keep right on going. And I, and heaven forbid if you have to go to Washington. Or, I mean, everywhere, everywhere, whenever you leave the shore here, you're going to Malfunction Junction somewhere because it's just, it's a disaster getting out of here, getting back to here. You know what I mean? It's like, who designed this? It's like a spaghetti bowl. <laughs> so that's what we used to call all this up top, top of the state, Malfunction Junction, because boy, it was like, it's just something going to happen. You just don't know what. So, so what I want to say here. Three things I want you to get out of this. Okay? There was a point to that rabbit trail. <laughs> Can you hear me now? 
Can you hear me? You ready? It's huge. Invest, invest, invest. I don't know how to say it any better. I just invest. Give your time. Give your heart. Give your passion. Give your energy. Give your love. Give your support. And give it 100%. Don't go half in. Renee was talking about the shallow end. Yeah, you can do some cool stuff up in the shallow end, but if you go down in the deep end, <laughs> you can get her done. <laughs> get her done down the deep end. I love you guys. We love this place that we lovingly refer to as the house. We love this body of believers. We love, there's so many leaders here. It's just incredible. There's so much power here. And there's power, why? It's synergy. Each one of you individually is powerful, but when you put it all together, like John said, there's like 50 prophets in the house. You know, it's true. It really is. Because some people haven't even tapped into that yet, but it's coming. Right? They just haven't realized. Eric says it this way. How did he say it? (laughs) (laughs) Glory. Glory. The glory of God. Glory is realized potential. That's rich. This house helped me realize my potential, our potential, our kids' potential. That you can just love us for who we are, so I can get up here and be goofy, and you love me anyway. In fact, that's probably why you love me in the first place, because I'm a little goofy. (laughs) So I'm trying to learn not to take myself so serious, because I was like, I had all this to say, and then, of course, you know, all the thoughts come, you really don't have anything to say, just shut up and sit down. Uh, Just call Bob Hayes and say, you speak, I don't want to speak. That's not true. It's a lie. God has put specific things in me that he hasn't put in anybody else. He's put specific things in you that he hasn't put in anybody else. And we need every one. We need every one. Every one of you is valuable. Every one of you are precious. Every one of you are loved. If you didn't hear it from anybody else, you heard it from me. You're loved. You're wanted, you're desired, and I want to encourage you to invest. Hear that song? Let it rain. (laughs) Yeah, God, let your glory rain here. Let your glory rain down here. You may. Absolutely. Really nervous right now, <laughs> kind of sweaty. <laughs> um, I just want to encourage, like, being in between the teens and the mamas and the papas. <laughs> really, <laughs> all of the mamas and the papas. I want you guys to know that you're not done. You're not dead. Don't take a seat just yet. You know, like this relationship that we're going to have with the youth, it's a mutual relationship where we blow fire, blow into the coals and light them up, but their zeal is lighting us up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to talk about the youth like, 
yeah, they're here and we're kind of here right now and other people kind of right here. We're all on the same plane. We just have more information. You know, we're just a little bit. I just want to remind you guys, like, until your very last breath, you have zeal in your heart. Don't stop. You know, the best example that we can give is you guys going after your dreams. You know, we want to talk to them and be like, hey, you can do it. But we go home and we're like, man, I don't know if I could do it today. Whew. If you want to be an example to the youth or you want, you want to lift them up, yeah, you're not dead. You are not dead. You are not dead. You want to rest? Ask for more energy. You know, you want to sit down? Ask for more strength to stand up. You know, we're going to be up here alongside them, not, all right, you guys now, because we're going to take a break. <laughs> it's been a while. Like, we need to be alongside them and not just shove them in front of us and be like, all right, well, now it's on you. You know, we're still here. And until we're gone, you know, we're going to leave that legacy behind. But that doesn't stop until we're on our last breath. So don't stop. There's no reason for you to give up. I want to see some more poems, Mike. Next week. Next week. All right. But until our last breath. So whatever dreams you have, new life. Breathe into them. Say that I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing it as an example for the youth. I see that I'm pursuing after my dreams. They're going to see that example and go, you know what? Man, Chris went after it. Chris is still going after it. Tom's going after it. We're going after it. Don't stop going after it. When we stop going after it and encourage them to do it, they're like, okay, uh, there's no examples around here. What's happening? You know? We're like, no, you can do it. You can totally do it. I believe in you. And they're like, I think, I don't know. There's no other things happening. I guess it's on us. Whatever dreams you have, let them awaken today. Go after them today, tomorrow, the next day. Don't lay down just yet. You're not done. Amen. Good word, buddy. Thank you. Well, since he opened that door, y'all be praying for us. Because we're stepping out in faith this next year, too. We're going to start our own business. Yep. I've been working for other people for over 40 years, and if I'm going to work that hard, I'm going to work for me. I know I'm a tough boss, but I can do it. So be praying for us because we've got some things to work out and some logistics to work out. But I want to leave you with a couple thoughts, and then we're going to close. And I think, is there food today? That's all the ladies bringing in food. So was it $5? Anybody know? I think it's $5 if you want to get lunch. Go on to the women's ministry, I'm assuming. Thank you. Yes. In that song we were singing, Spirit Move, the chorus goes, we are fixed on this one thing. To know your goodness, see your glory. We're transformed by this one thing. To know your presence, to see your beauty. 
It's weighty. That's what this is, guys. That's what these kids are. This is our hope. None of us are dead. Thank you, Christian. We're not dead. Nope, not dead yet. But we need to be giving these guys a platform and springboard them into the next positions of leadership and worship team and just and then send them out. Send them out. We have so many leaders here that have so much influence. Send them out. Send them out. And call in. So let's just close. Let's just close in prayer because there's still a lot in my heart. But God, we're just we are so grateful for all the gifts that you've given us and all the tools that you've given us, God, and all the people, the gems that you've sent here. God, we don't take any of that for granted. But we value each and every one as precious and as an image and a reflection of you. So God, help us. Help us to put feet to this thing, Lord, in a way that's going to bring glory, and not just some glory, but multiplied glory, 30, 60, 100-fold, to your name, Jesus, and to your kingdom, to the hope of this next generation and the generations to follow. We say yes. We say amen to that hope and those promises, those gifts, those things that you're doing, God, in each and every one. We call them out. And we agree with them, God, and we say yes and we say amen. And we say we're here. We're here to equip. We're here to lead. We're here to exhort. We're here to launch. We're here to make room for each and every one. And God, for the ones that haven't come yet, our hearts are expectant and excited about what you're doing. And God, we want to come into agreement with this exponential growth in the kingdom because we are kingdom shapers. And not just us, God, but the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. There is no junior Holy Spirit. I love that. So, God, you hear our hearts. You've given me words. They're your words, God. Won't even in my notes. So, Lord, use that. Multiply that. The seeds planted, we're expecting much return. Thank you, God. Thank you for each and every one that's here. God, I ask you to bless them, protect them, encourage them, ignite them, God, energize them to not give up on their dreams. 
to not give up on something that they've been hoping for and praying for for years. But God, that they would see it come to fruition, come to pass. In this time, God, we were created for such a time as this, not for some time afar off. We were created for a time such as this. You specifically put each one of us here. So, Lord, I call out those things that you've placed. Come alive. Come alive. Come alive. There's still life in that dream. So God, we just, I bless everyone in the name of the Lord. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for engaging. And pray that this bears fruit in your life. That your joy will be so great that you can't contain it. <laughs> That's our house position, right? Joy is our position and fun is our weapon. And this is fun. It really is fun. So go. Be blessed.